Hi guys. Hi guys. Welcome back to the Digital Marketing Babes podcast. This week we're talking about social proof. Amber, do you want to tell us what social proof is? Yeah. So you remember a few months back we were like, be an Amber in a sea of Alice's. Of course. Well, that was basically referring to how everyone follows the crowd. And essentially, social proof is a concept where people follow the actions and trends of the masses. And the idea is that since so many other people are liking it, loving it or doing it, it must be the thing to have, do or be. Exactly. And social proof isn't entirely a new concept due to social media, right? No, it's not. So you know I love the psychology of marketing, right? Of course. (laughs) Well, there was a study back in 1951, so long before you and I existed, theoretically of course, a Polish psychologist called Solomon Ash did a study to test his theory that people were likely to conform to the choice of the majority, even if the decision of the majority was the wrong one. So I actually looked into this before our recording and the study gathered male university students to participate in a line judgment task. Yes, that's the one. So they had to state which line matched the target line. It was quite a visual experiment, so we won't go into too much detail, but essentially there were groups of eight and only one of those out of the eight people were being tested. Exactly, yes. And the other seven knew and agreed that their answer would be, for example, number four beforehand. But let's call him Timmy. Timmy didn't know that they knew. So the long story short is there were 18 trials and 75% of the Timmies conformed and gave the wrong answer at least once, which is pretty wild. Very wild and very odd. So when Solomon Ash asked the unknowing participants why they conformed, he found that people followed social proof for one of two reasons the first is they want to fit into the group don't we all and the second is they believe the group is better informed than they are and that makes so much sense it honestly does and i just find it so interesting like obviously everything has been sort of polarized because of social media and the digital impact and you know therefore social proof is incredibly important for digital marketing am i right You are right. So I'll use my example of black jeans or brownies. So when looking for black jeans, I want uh, the most perfect fitting black jeans ever. Don't want the ones that are going to wash out. (laughs) But obviously looking online, I'm not going to be able to truly uh, ascertain how perfect they're going to (laughs) be. Ascertain. Basically, I'm not going to be able to find out how perfect they will be for me. Theoretically, if you weren't Gen Z and were looking for black skinny jeans, what do you do to to find the ones? Good question. I look at reviews to see what others are thinking of the fit, the quality, the colour. I look at the brand socials. I see who's tagged their photos. If they're a service user, I look at their location as well, see who's tagged there. And yeah, then that really helps me get to the point where I want to purchase. And when you get to that point, is there anything in particular that you say? I'd be like, damn. <laughs> I hate you. Why do you drop me in it? So what, what do you say? I'd be like, damn, I've got to get me some of those. <laughs> Amber's making me say all this stuff. <laughs> I think it's clear when some of the things that I say are clearly written by you. Damn, I'm going to get me some of those. Hopefully the listeners can tell the difference by now. <laughs> I do the same, to be honest. Like, I'm really grateful that ASOS have finally put reviews on their product pages. And it's truly steered me away from buying some things that could be potentially tragic. 
I yeah, I saw this feature recently on ASOS where they've got like a sliding scale where it shows you some kind of like how true to size it is and the quality, which is really great. And that's the thing. As consumers, we're researching because we're shopping in person less, so we need to be more informed, especially when it's a big price point as well I feel like there's more to consider and we're probably a little bit more sensible which is actually interesting because I find that bigger brands or brands with a higher price point for some things for example like designer websites are really poor and really don't offer all of that information so they don't need that I think what I think is if you've got the money to spend you're not going to bother looking at the reviews because you know you want this item you know and I feel like that's why a lot of brands have I'm just going to say it like shit product pages mm. because you're buying the product itself you're not buying it because it's a sturdy handbag or it's a really waterproof jacket you're buying it because it looks good you're buying it for the brand in my opinion whereas things like asos because they have a smorgasbord of brands they really can benefit from having reviews sliding scales everything to assist the user's purchase because they are catering for such a broad spectrum of customer whereas you know louis vuitton they don't have reviews do they so true and i think it comes into a different type of social proof as well yeah and also it's worth noting like certain designer brands and products they're not evergreen you know the product is for one season only so what does it matter what it washes like because if you're that sort of person you're only going to wear it once marketing chat <laughs> no i like it i think it's great yeah i've got a like i've got to say we've all become more savvy when we are shopping in person and online because a study actually found that 50 percent of shoppers use their smartphones whilst shopping in the flesh so they could be googling for a price comparison to see how other people look in this item because you can't try stuff on in the shops yet still so i was gonna say that's wild but i actually do that <laughs> yeah i heard that when you go to tesco you like google the price of bananas and stuff is that true yes it is true <laughs> So back to digital, we know social proof is important. So how can people incorporate it into their plans, Miss Alice? Some common tactics of establishing social proof are UGC. You, Gemma Collins. Uh, no, Amber, it's user-generated content, positive reviews, subreddits, customer testimonials, and your favourite influencer or celebrity endorsements. The list goes on, but we haven't got all day. There are so many. But I guess our listeners are busy eggs, so maybe we should pick a couple to talk about, am I right? Yeah, we'll pick a few to talk about. Let's do UGC, influencers and subreddits. All right, all right, all right. I'm fond of all of these topics. So should we kick off with UGC? Yeah, so the most notable instance of UGC this year was the Little Moons hype. The li <laughs> they're called Mochi and they're like little... <laughs> little squidgy <laughs> amber's referred to them as squidgy ball sacks of ice cream and i just want to put it on the record that it's her word not mine but they are they're like uh encased in a tight i don't know like a sugared fondant thing and then there's ice cream inside and they've been around for a while but tiktok was just suddenly going nuts for them mm. yeah the outside is like some kind of gelinated rice flour sort of thing but yeah, it's like they were new to the world, but I definitely remember having uh, cheesecake mochi, mochi, whatever, balls at, at Yosushi. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my hands up and say I actually fell foul to the trend. I wanted to get my big hands on them. And you know what? No, I had them. None in Waitrose. I walked in the pouring rain to go to Waitrose. I have a car. Don't know why I decided to walk. I think I was in competition with you that week, actually. Anyway, they didn't have any. Went to M&S. 
they didn't have any. Went to Tesco each week despite hating it because my local Tesco extra smells like sewage. And like my last attempt, I finally got my hands on some. £4.50 though, so you know, not, not cheap. Pricey. I actually went multiple times to Tesco and never got them and not a little Tesco I went to the big Tesco and couldn't find them so they've basically given up but I think I might I want to try and go to Aldi and get Aldi's ones which are now on a hype yes are they out now yeah but I can't go through the rejection again of having to keep going to the shops and not getting them my new gym is next to Aldi so I could do two birds and one stone. Go to the gym, spy on the guys, and get then some... go to wait, uh, Aldi. Yeah, so they were pricey, but were they delicious? Of course they were delicious. How did you know they would be delicious? TikTok, Alice. It was TikTok. But, like, how? Because of TikTok. So, Little Moons only joined TikTok back in January. And very quickly, there were only 15,000 Little Moons-themed TikTok videos. And then there were over 500 million views across those videos. And during this period, the Little Moon sales rocketed by 2,000%. That's nuts. That is mad. (laughs) And the hashtag Little Moons shot to 25 million, then 50 million, then 150 million, all in the same week. I hope the person responsible for their TikTok got a pay rise because it was just one lone graduate who is responsible for all of this. Can you believe it? No way. She must be like, woohoo, living her best life. But yeah, they use TikTok to their advantage. And all of the UGC talking about how nice Little Moons are, how cute they are, how much they want some, how far they're going to get them, created such a big FOMO. So that's some jargon, guys, fear of missing out. And it was also the biggest form of social proof because it exemplified the lengths people were actually going to to get the product, therefore justifying their worth and therefore making it seem like fuck it, they're going to be delicious if everyone's going nuts for them. Exactly. I saw you made a Little Moons video. You added fuel to the fire, Amber. (laughs) I did. I got 600 views in like the first day, which I thought was pretty good. Really good. So it's a good example of like hopping onto a trend and how that can level up your presence on social. Damn straight, baby girl. So let's move on to influencers. We know about influencers. We touch on them a lot and they do wonders for social proof. I personally feel micro influencers can be more effective at doing social proof because they appear way more accessible than the the Tammy Himbrows and Molly Mays for the world. Both are awful in my opinion, but we move. But I definitely feel like micro-influencers are more relatable. And you know what? I actually want to be a micro-influencer. People are always asking me where I get my clothes from. You know what I tell them? I tell them MS. They don't believe me. If MS had me as a micro-influencer, I'm certain their sales would triple overnight because I buy their old lady clothes and I make them look so good. I think it's just because I've got a good eye, you know? It's a strong claim, but I uh, believe you. <laughs> triple hey mate do you want to look in my wardrobe because i can tell you shit be popping well um yes so influencer marketing is particularly effective for social proof 40 percent of people say they've purchased a product online after seeing it used by an influencer on social media and content from influencers earns more than eight times the engagement rate of content shared directly from brands I don't think I've ever bought anything I've seen from an influencer. Have you? Uh, That is a really good question. Mm, Yes, probably. Nothing that really sticks out, but I may have already, like, I guess I see this with, like, tech things or 
kind of validation and these are also like micro influencers like I see that they are using a specific thing or they've got like something from Amazon I'm like that looks really good on their desk I'm gonna get that really small like I don't think I've ever made like a big like purchase based on an influencer I would use them but I would do like way more research beforehand rather than just buying it I saw Alice Raff with a miniature microphone on, on the internet and she sent me a mini microphone from the internet. Yes. I need to start using that again. And that was someone I, I saw using that on TikTok. So essentially, yes, the mini mic. I think a lot of our followers won't know what we're talking about because this was back when we first launched when we had a very small following. This was like, I think we got it before we launched, before we even entered the podcast realm. You're right. Okay. It was like this time last year, I'm certain. We're gonna bring the mini mic back we're gonna bring it back guys but we're gonna bring it back before this episode airs so people are just gonna be very confused mm. and then you'll listen to this episode and be like now that makes sense now i have context mm. let's do mini mic mondays hey that's why i'm in marketing guys <laughs> amber loves alliteration marketing mondays mini mic mondays Throwback Thursdays. I mean, I didn't come up with the Throwback Thursday trend, but I'm a big advocate of um, OnlyFans Fridays. <laughs> Everyone follow our account. Right, Amber, should we move on to subreddits? Yes! So I know you're not into Reddit, but I actually saw something on LinkedIn about subreddits being used for social proof, and I was like, yes, why haven't I even thought about that? And like brands such as Nike, Tesla, Adidas, Apple, McDonald's and Starbucks all have like really active subreddits. They're not like official, you know, not manned by these brands, but some of them are more like gatekept than others per se. And the posting question that I saw on LinkedIn was about Teslas. Are you gonna buy one? <laughs> I can't afford a bus ticket right now. <laughs> because amber looked at a car once and i'm convinced she looked at it on the digital marketing babes instagram account because now we get loads of car ads <laughs> and i don't believe amber when she said that she wasn't looking at cars so it was a mini and it was on facebook marketplace from a local dealership and i know this dealership doesn't do any sort of paid advertising because he doesn't use any punctuation in his posts. But it doesn't matter. It will trigger if you're interested in purchasing a car and that can come under your interests. But I didn't look on the Instagram. Okay. And like the, the screenshot you sent me was for a Citroen and I would never buy a Citroen, Alice. It doesn't matter. Advertisers <laughs> not going to know what you've looked at. Anyway, so <laughs> you're not buying a Tesla. Not buying a Tesla. But it is the most gatekept subreddit ever. Oh, how comes? So the members of the subreddit only answer questions seriously if you actually got a Tesla. So not if you're looking to buy one or if you're a car fanatic and you just want to ask a question like, can you change your horn to anything you want? They wouldn't answer seriously. They'd be like, go buy one and find out for yourself. And I think that's like one, pretty arsy and two, super interesting. Very arsy. So you've got to be a part of the elite club to even have a conversation. Pretty much. So... This is a classic case of exclusivity, driving up demand with consumers making decisions based on instinct rather than logic. So someone who is an absolute baller wants to be part of that conversation, they would actually buy a Tesla and ask a question and then actually ask Tesla themselves. So they could just say, hey, I've got a Tesla, help me now. The world is full of mad lads, Alice. Mad lads. They are. So that's been really interesting talking about social proof. I really believe in it. I 
love social proof i recommend that clients use social proof for advertising i think it looks really seamless when we use it in ads because sometimes polished videography can work well but ugc or someone with the product that they've used themselves is really powerful so make sure that it's integrated into your content not just on social but in everything and i'm also going to look into subreddits because i don't i don't really know as much about them as i should i mean definitely have a look i don't feel like they're worth investing that much time into if i'm honest with you but yeah social proof is like super duper wild and we're getting some student ambassadors at the moment just because the power of social proof is mad like they'll be able to sell it to their classmates just social proof isn't it that's actually really helpful because there's lots of like study influencers as well yes exactly that i always i weirdly follow because uh I like seeing their notes on their iPad. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. This was good to chat about. We hope this has been helpful. Alice, would you care to tell our listeners where they can find us? Yes. You guys can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Digital Marketing Babes. You can obviously find Amber and myself personally on those channels. Alice Rath, Amber Lavelle. Uh, <laughs> Amber's private on Instagram though so you have to send her a request I accept though I just don't have a public one because I don't like people to like look without touching you know yeah I say look away <laughs> <laughs> no not look away as in look feast your eyes on Alice basically <laughs> I just know a lot of nosy people who are really interested in my life but they don't want to comment on it if you know what I mean and I just don't like that you've got to be upfront. yeah so that's why my Instagram's private interesting I just know too many people and they're too nosy. That's fine. So yeah, that's where you can find us. And if you have any questions, send us a DM. And you can also find our website on www.digitalmarketingbabes.com. We've now been around for a while. So if you just search Digital Marketing Babes, we will come up. And that is mad exciting. And if you search for Amber Lovell Bournemouth, you'll see everything I've written for the Bournemouth Echo. Really old, but really, really exciting also. Definitely do that. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.